Hello, and welcome to Red Star Reviews, the podcast. Um, it has been uh, over a year since I announced the previous winner of the Red Star Reviews Favorite Book of the Year Award, and it is time, my friends, to go ahead and announce the winner for 2021 for Red Star Reviews Favorite Book of the Year Award. Um, you know, that very highly popular award that everyone is clamoring and hoping to win. Um, <laughs> or maybe one day people will be. Um, but for those of you who are longtime followers and listeners and uh, follow the blog or the podcast or YouTube or um, Instagram or Twitter, you know that each year I like going ahead and picking one book out of the selection of books that I read in the previous year. And that that book will be will win the award of my favorite book that I read in that year. So it's the Red Star Review's favorite book of the year award. The um, criteria is basically that it was my favorite book. So it's whatever grabs my attention and wins. Now, um, sometimes the choice is like incredibly clear. And then other times it's a really difficult choice. Um for you know for me because sometimes I read some really amazing books within a year um I try to focus on reading books that I know I will enjoy now um last year and this year a lot of my reading has been taken up by the self-published science fiction competition um and it's really been fun I I have to admit I was really thrilled with the um, initial draw books that the team of judges I'm a part of um, got because we just had some amazing books in that draw and it was super hard to try and pare that down to just 10 books from the 30 some odd that we started with um, and then from those 10 books to pick three fin uh, semifinals to put on forwards um, into the competition that was really hard because we had some incredible books and well, um, I, I have learned from this competition, or I should say it, this competition has reinforced very much so that I tend to be a mood reader. It, it's much easier for me to read when I just am passionate about reading. And sometimes I'm not always super passionate about reading. So um, that uh, going in and being a judge in a competition can be really tricky. If you're a mood reader, because, well, sometimes you're not in the mood to read, but you've got to read so you can go ahead and make the deadlines for the competition. That's That's been interesting. Um, but I digress greatly. Um, back to the award. The um, Red Star Review's Favorite Book of the Year award has been running for multiple years. Uh, that We've given out the award to several very worthy books and hopefully um everybody you know is willing to give those books a, a chance like you know read it um and see if it too could be your favorite book of the year um but uh we've had such illustrious winners as you know uh, red rising or um embers of war or the dead bringer um you know, uh, there, there's a bunch. There's 
um, before I run through them all, I need to pull up the blog. But going forwards, we need to talk about 2021. Now, 2021 was an interesting year of reading. Um, I set a goal of like 80 books and uh, just kind of tongue in cheek because I haven't really been getting that many books read each year nowadays. Um, but I blew past that and kept on going. And so I read several books last year. Um, like said, the self-published science fiction competition, um, brought a lot of good books to my doorstep. And, um, and so doing it brought one of my favorite books and dare I say my most favorite book of the year. So, um, I have the SPSFC to thank you, to thank for introducing me to uh, the Red Star Review's favorite book of the year award winner for the year of 2021. And um, I'm going to go ahead and list off the name of the book now and also the author's name. And I hope that I'm going to pronounce the author's name correctly. I do tend to run into that problem um, sometimes in a writing world, like when I see the words, they make sense in my mind and when I'm writing them and then when I go to pronounce them, sometimes it doesn't always work out. But without further ado, I don't even have a drum roll to give to you. Um, we'll go ahead and we shall introduce this amazing book. Yes, it is a self-published science fiction book. As um, hopefully y'all are aware, we're in quite the renaissance of self-published science fiction time. Um, but the title of the book is Zenith, The Intercision Project, Book One. So it's part of a series. The Intercision Project is the series. It is the first book of the series, and the title of the book is Zenith. The author's name, which I'll also include in the um, show notes, is Arshad Asunuddin. Um, again, hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Check the show notes and you will see it there. So let's go ahead and read the back of it. The, the back of it's actually quite verbose, but the little catcher at the very top of the back is, what if you could change history? What if someone else already had? Grounded after a rescue attempt in Earth orbit goes bad, Commander Mark, Martin Atkins of the Confederation Navy is approached by the Intercision Project, a consortium of civilian corporations on the verge of perfecting the technology to travel to another star. Despite his misgivings, the chance to get back in the pilot seat is too much to pass up, and he convinces his best friend and crewmate, Charles Davenport, to leave the military temporarily and join him as part of the crew of Zenith, humanity's first starship. And, um, y'all, this book's amazing. This was the absolute favorite book that I read last year, and there was some very stiff competition really was. And um, it is also possible that my favorite book of the year award winner for 2022 might also come out of the SPF, SPSFC um, because the books in it are just that good. So Zenith, um, let's just say this. Normally, I'm not one for time travel books. Like there was a point, uh, probably I would say back in my teenage years where time travel just was really neat and really cool. And then you kind of start running into the same kind of tropes and walls and barriers over and over again in time travel 
stories. Um, so I started to find them not as compelling and started not seeking them out to read. And when I kind of encountered them in a book, it sometimes could turn me off of the book and I'd just turn away from it. But I'm here to say that Zenith does amazing with the uh, time travel concepts within their story. It really is so worthwhile. Um, they even, um, yeah, but uh, the, um, am I giving away too much when I'm saying that? Wow. I should go ahead and just start this off with a spoiler warning, but no, 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 I haven't. Because if you stop, if you stop to think about it, on the very back, it asks what, if you could change history, what if someone else already had? I'm sorry. Have I mentioned that I'm a little tired as well? <laughs> Life has been very busy. Um, but as y'all know, I try to avoid spoilers. So I will definitely try to avoid spoilers in my discussion of this, but Y'all, Zenith is so good. It has what draws me into science fiction books. It's got the giant space, uh, inter, er, giant spaceship or starship, I should say. It's a story about humanity's attempt to finally leave the confines of the solar system to go to another solar system. It brings in a space opera feel to it. Um, it just it, it it really has compelling characters. Like, the characters in this book are so good, y'all. And the interaction between the characters is so good. And as y'all know, I love character interaction and character development and story plots along those lines. And Zenith gave me that in spades. Um, so when I'm reading it, it really just, the story drew me in, the characters held on to me and, and made me want to read more and made me want to know what was going to happen. And, um, like it was one of those books where when you're reading it, you're just tearing through it, dying to get to the end of the book so you can see what happens while also at the same time, hoping that the book never ends so that you could go ahead and just be, um, caught up in these characters and in this universe just forever and just enjoy it. So needless to say, I definitely will be reading the sequel. Um, I'm very much looking forward to that. But um, the book itself is one that is just very well written, very enjoyable to read. And um, if you like audiobooks, let me highly recommend this audiobook. The um, book, the story itself, lends itself to being an audiobook. Uh, some books really do. And um, I, I found that this was one that was just excellently done. They had a, a great reader. Um, and the, uh, it, it made the story very compelling. It, it even brought out, <clears throat> dare I say, more from the characters in the book by getting to hear the characterization by the reader as they were going through it. It added some, some interesting nuance there, um, which is a lot of fun to me. I, I just, I enjoyed it from start to finish. Highly recommend the, the book, whether you get it on an e-reader or whether you get a physical copy um, or whether you uh, try the audiobook. Um, I have all three versions, actually. I'm holding the physical copy in my hand while I'm recording this podcast. Um, the e-book is on my phone's Kindle reader. And um, yeah, I listened to the audiobook and absolutely loved it. Um, 
And this book just for me was absolutely amazing. So um, Zenith, hands down, is the winner of the 2021 Red Star Reviews Favorite Book of the Year Award. Um, I'm very excited for that. And uh, y'all, this is one of those books that I think if you um, put it in your TBR, give it a shot and read it, that you will just get so much enjoyment from it and um, that you're going to want to read on in the series just like I am. And so I highly recommend giving it a shot. Um, now, uh, as I said, I, I came across it because it was one of the books that my team drew in the uh, self-published science fiction competition. So if you're unfamiliar with that competition, the concept is take 300 and some odd books, um, 10 teams of judges, split the books between the 10 teams of judges, the initial 30 some odd books that each team gets, you read 10 to 20% of it, and then your team votes yay or nay on whether or not you're going to continue to read all the book. And then you take 10 books, your team reads all 10 of those books, and then ranks them, and the three highest rank go on into the next round. <clears throat> now, like said, the um, competition was really tough in my team's draw because we got so many good books. Um, actually, there were even a few books that I just really loved after reading the first 20% of them um, that didn't even make it into our 10% because they didn't make the cut when we were voting. Um, so they are on my TBR that I will soon be reading um, once my uh, reading schedule is cleared up a little bit. Um, I'm looking forward to them. Uh, the, um, um, but the, we, we ended up with 10 books and had to read, you know, got to read those 10 books. And in reading those 10 books, um, found that first off, I think the team did a great job of picking out 10 books. The uh, judges on my team are absolutely amazing. I've been loving working with them. Um, and think that they're, uh, not only is their taste in books good, their ability to look at the books and go beyond um, their own personal, shall we say, uh, like genre bias and look at the books for the works that they are and judge them as it. I've, I've really been so thankful for the team I've worked for and uh, have loved seeing the conversations um, that we've had uh, about the books that we have and about how we approach um, the competition and judging and ranking. It's been, it's been really cool, to be honest with you. I've very much enjoyed that. And I think that the SPFSC is, um, the SPSFC is um, helping spotlight some really great books. But as with any com uh, competition, some books go forward and some books don't. And um, Zenith was one of our 10. Unfortunately, it was not one of the top three that we put forward into the overall, um, the semifinal competition, um, which was a little bit heartbreaking for me uh, because it, it it's such a great book. And it's one that I, I, I really want to champion and be like, hey, everybody needs to read this. Um, and... Unfortunately, it just barely missed the cut. 
it was actually like the fourth ranked book out of our team's 10. Um, and I mean, our team really did enjoy it a lot. Obviously it was the fourth ranked. Uh, I absolutely loved it and thought, yep, this is one of the absolute best books that I've, I've read. Um, so like I said, it is my personal winner of my favorite book, of the, the Red Star Review's favorite book of the year award, but it's, um, journey through the self-published science fiction competition sadly came to an end, um, and it did not get to go forwards. That said, it's one that I hope that y'all take the time, um, pick up and give a read to. And when you do that, please, by all means, also be sure to give a review, uh, because, you know, self-published authors really do benefit a lot from word of mouth and from others just kind of sharing their experience with their books and telling their friends about it. Um, so hopefully uh, I have inspired y'all to pick that one up because it's really good. Um, I really just enjoy this one a lot. I, and I think that y'all will too. Um, and when you reach the end of that book, y'all, when you reach the end of Zenith, there's no doubt in your mind that you're going to have to read the sequel. I'm telling you, you're you're gonna want to read the sequel. Um, it's a compelling story. It's a good story, and the character interactions and the character story, uh, the character development and the story arc that's there, and the way that they handle the concepts and everything. It it's a first rate book, and I believe that if y'all read it, you're gonna love it. Um, but yeah, I, I am glad that I was able to. <laughs> record an episode of the podcast about my favorite book of the year of 2021 in 2022 because there were some days I started thinking man by the time I share this it's going to be 2023 isn't it um and yeah life's been a little bit busy um but a few things to to catch y'all up on as well um if y'all utilize YouTube um I have made a return back over to YouTube I started a YouTube channel years ago, years ago. And I tried using it for booktube and I just, I didn't quite connect. Um, just to be honest, I, YouTube's never really been my favorite medium. I've always been more of a podcast person. I, I enjoy podcasts a lot. Um, and for whatever reason, I just, I didn't connect with YouTube as much, but recently I have gotten back into the um, Warhammer 40k miniature hobby um, of, you know, collecting and painting miniatures and um, creating uh, online narratives and uh, kit bashing up minis and just really been enjoying it and um, recently just caught the uh, desire to go ahead and um, create a tournament worthy army in Warhammer 40k and then entered into a tournament and just see how it goes at like I, I really just want to give that a shot now I'm not hurrying into this um, I'm giving myself a lot of time and grace because it takes a while to build um, or sorry, collect build and paint an army and then to find a local tournament and be able to get into it it can take a while unless of course you've got nothing but time on your hands in which case hey you can do it pretty quickly 
for me, it's going to take a little while. Um, but I'm having a blast working on it. And uh, so, I, you know, so I didn't just have all my conversations with everybody in my regular everyday life just center around um, Warhammer 40K and creating this. I was like, you know, it might be a good idea to uh, utilize one of my creative outlets for that. So I decided, hey, um, I've got a YouTube channel. I haven't really been utilizing it that much in the past few years. I wanted to give it a shot again. So I jumped um, feet first right on into utilizing that to um, relay my journey in Warhammer 40K into trying to create a um, tournament army and enter it into tournaments and see how that goes. Um, and I've already recorded and released two episodes and uh, in two days. So yeah, you could tell I was maybe a little bit excited for that. Um, so if you are on YouTube, uh, look me up at Red Star Reviews and uh, give that a watch. Hopefully, even if you, if Warhammer 40k isn't your thing and miniatures aren't your thing, um, hopefully just listening and enjoying something that uh, others in your life care about um, would be something that interests you. I know for me, I love getting to hear people talk about things they're passionate about. So hopefully I make it interesting and not boring. Um, if you're bored by it, no worries, no pressure. If you just, uh, if YouTube's your thing, find me there. And um, hopefully I'll be adding content there more regularly as I go on this marathon, not sprint, but marathon of collecting and creating an army. And uh, that way you also can get a chance to see the very first Adeptus Mechanicus miniature that I put together for my army. And um, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, and also, like I said, the other news is um, for me in reading right now, my reading uh, is the self-published science fiction competition of which we are in the later rounds of it. So um, about halfway through this year, uh, we should have more announcements there and more rankings. And y'all, it's been, it's been a blast. It really has been fun. And um, it's introduced me to some other wonderful uh, readers and reviewers and some just truly wonderful authors and great works. And also, like I said, it introduced me to Zenith, um, which, ended up winning my favorite book of the year award. Um, in my show notes, I will post a link to the book. Uh, so that way you can go ahead and give it a read if you are so inclined. Um, I think that would be wonderful. Um, also, uh, in upcoming news, y'all know that um, one of the previous winners of the Red Star Review's favorite book of the year award was The Deadbringer. Um, and if you've been following along on Instagram and all, um, the sequel to The Deadbringer will become, should be coming out uh, later in this year of 2022. So um, my goal, uh, if I can work it out, is to go ahead and host a group read, not only of the sequel, but... I want to host a group read again of The Deadbringer by E.M. Markoff. Um, so if you have heard me go on and on and on about this book, 
and said in the back of your mind, maybe I should read that one day. Uh, I'm going to get you some times and dates when I'll be hosting a, uh, a group read of it. And if everything works out, we'll also do a group read of the prequel, which um, it's, you know, it's, uh, sorry, it's really good. It's not super long. So don't worry that you are investing yourself or promising yourself in over your head by saying, well, we'll do the first book and the prequel. Um, the prequel is not super long, but it's really cool. Um, you'll enjoy it. Uh, everyone I know who has given the Deadbringer a chance and tried reading it has really enjoyed the book. I haven't come across anybody who's been like, that's the worst book ever. Um, it's such a good book, and I think that y'all will enjoy it. Uh, but my goal is to do a group read, like said, of The Deadbringer, and follow that up with a group read of the prequel to Nurture and Kill, and then go into a group read of the latest book, The Faceless God, um, when that comes out. So that way we can just enjoy it one, two, three, and uh, hopefully everyone will um, who would like to will join in with that. Um, let me know if that's something you're interested in. And yeah, let me know if um, this episode of the podcast has encouraged you to pick up Zenith and give that a read. And then like said, if you read it, please be sure to give a review. And hey, y'all, I do appreciate y'all listening to me. I really do. I appreciate you coming and being a part of this podcast. I, I appreciate y'all following along on Instagram and on Twitter. And uh, man, we've been rolling with this for for some years now and y'all are still here and I'm thankful for that and life has been this world has proven to be a very crazy place I would say within the past while and um, just with everything that's going on in there but <clears throat> in the midst of all the craziness it's still just amazing that uh, people from all different walks of life and all around the globe can connect over books, over reading, over hobbies, over shared interests um, on such an amazing level. And uh, I've truly made some incredible friends uh, through these hobbies and through, you know, reading, through my work with minis, through all of that. I, 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 I truly appreciate the connections that have come about as a result of this. And I will forever be thankful for that. And for all of y'all who are still listening and still interacting and sending me messages and um, being there to, you know, double tap my photos on Instagram or whatnot, just know that I, I truly appreciate y'all. I don't take that for granted. And I am thankful that you bring me into your life for the amount of time that we get to share together, uh, either via this podcast or YouTube or just checking out my stories on social media or my posts. Um, that really does mean a lot, and I'm thankful. So I didn't mean to just get completely all mushy and emotional, but y'all do matter. You really do. And um, whatever your, is going on in your life, whatever you're going through, whether uh, if it's a rough stage, just know that um, no one should ever judge their own life by their worst moment or by their best moment. 
we live through them all. So whether you're at one of those points where, you know, you're feeling like you're going through a, a difficult time or whether you're at a point where you're going through one of the best times ever, um, find the joy and the peace within your life and within what's going on. And um, yeah, just keep on moving forward. Know that we're here. And if you ever need someone to talk to, please, by all means, reach out. I'm here. I'll be more than happy to talk with y'all. Um, all that to say, thank you. Very thankful for all of y'all. And hope that uh, as one of my absolute favorite groups, BTS has said before that I, I hope that you are a little happier after hearing this. Um, so hope y'all take care and we will see you again in the next episode of the podcast or over on YouTube or at the next post and take care.